Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome back, podcast listeners. I'm Kim Hauer, and my guest this week is still Andrea. Uh, thanks for sticking around one more day. Sure. Um, yes, Tuesday is one of my favorite days because it's Testimony Tuesday. Okay. I like hearing big testimonies, like, you know, you know what I'm saying, like the big come to Jesus come testimony. To Jesus testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love just as much hearing, like, you know, how God's working in people's lives today because I think that's really important just to stop and pay attention Mm -hmm. to where God's working and for somebody who's not again an introvert that is really hard for me sometimes to stop and pay attention to like what's Mm -hmm. God doing so um, I like listening to people who actually do have a firm grasp on that Mm -hmm. and are willing to think deeply and (laughs) well sometimes those are pieces together clearer than others about what he's doing too oh that's true that's true but it's those smaller moments and living out the little testimonies that make up the bigger one really they do i mean you can't come to jesus and not continue walking with him if you're not gonna continue walking with him and experiencing all the things that he leads us through right and Mm -hmm. we were having a long conversation before we started our podcast recording Mm -hmm. Uh, but one of the things i think i mentioned was that i feel like there's we kind of lost that storytelling and pass the story down Mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. in in the faith um so much of faith has become just personal and it's my business kind of thing mm-hmm. um so i think that gives us a tendency to not share mm-hmm. where god's working and moving in each of our lives mm-hmm. um, so i do think that these smaller ones sometimes bring us remind us mm-hmm. to pay attention to what god's doing in us through us around us mm-hmm. so Do you have something today that you can share with us? Yeah, I can give a little picture of just kind of what I'm walking at the time, which is just that continued faithful walk when life is kind of the everyday, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm in a season, we as a family are in a season of... Just kind of carrying out that um, everyday calling and trying to make sense of what it looks like in the bigger picture and just being faithful to the day despite not having all those answers and um, just kind of being forced to rely on the Lord in practical ways um, every day in terms of um, just sustaining us, I guess. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, just lots of long days for our family with lots of demands that we are grateful that we, you know, are living and, and life is good and all of that. But um, just continuing to keep our ear tuned and trying to hear his voice in the midst of that as we're um, carrying out the calling of our days and raising young people to hopefully try to do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. What I like, and I heard even just before when we were talking, um, perspective mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes, and I kind of almost hear in your your little testimony here, um, 
almost a sense of like not wanting to come across as not grateful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not realizing how blessed you are. Because I know that you know mm-hmm. that your family's extremely blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, you are extremely grateful yep. uh, for so many things. And so that, that came out before when we were talking. Um, so I know your heart in that, but I also know that like there are seasons that like they are, they're just hard. They're trying. They're, um, yeah, you feel like you're in places that you don't want to be or wondering why God has you there mm-hmm. or where he's going to lead or, you know, some, just some questioning in that, yeah, seeking God and just, and I, and I just love that what you said is I'm just walking in faith, mm-hmm. right. right? Sometimes that is literally all we can do, right? Is each day get up mm-hmm. and do what we know we can do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Whatever that may be, whether it's connecting with God in the morning, at, in the afternoon, evening, whatever it is. Um, but just practically, as you said, practically walking that out. Right. And it doesn't always feel like the most glamorous right. testimony mm-hmm. or thing to share. Um, but I feel like those moments, those times are probably the times that you look back and you're like, you know what? That was a really hard season right or just part of the journey that like you said isn't glamorous right where you're carrying out the last thing god asked you to do and you're continuing to listen and there's not really been anything new or different and so you carry on and continue listening and um, plugging in and and that's okay there's that's there's value in that too especially when you talk about the big testimony and what it means over a lifetime to walk with jesus your life isn't all these mountaintops and big flashy moments. Sometimes right. it's just that faithful um, day-to-day walk. And I think about it in terms of a marriage. A marriage is like that. It's not all these right. flashy dates and things all the time. And sometimes it's just the everyday. And there's beauty right. in that. There can be beauty in that just, you know, as you walk with Jesus and continue just leaning on who he is and letting him develop your character and just being faithful, I guess. Right. Yeah. No, I, that's what I like is that you're, when you're being faithful, you know, to just keep walking mm-hmm. whatever path he had already established. Because mm-hmm. um, it can be easy to, when things aren't like everything you'd hoped and dreamed about, mm-hmm. um, it can be easy to just jump off that path. Sure. Sure. And be like, well, this is really not what I signed up for. It clearly can't be what he was thinking either because Mm. this is not fulfilling or it's not joyful or it's not whatever it is that we have this vision of what it should be. Mm. Um, And so we can very quickly like, well, then that must not be the right path. Mm. Uh, So I appreciate that you mentioned like you're just kind of waiting, Mm -hmm. you know, until he, until he frees you from the path that you've been established on. Um, Whatever that looks like. Or even gives us more insight. Or, and Right. Yeah. And yeah. So okay. your faithfulness. I love like that saying that you're just being faithful, mm-hmm. right? It's a choice to be faithful to God yes. every day. Yes. When we don't know what the heck is going on. Right. We don't always understand or feel yeah. certain ways. And it's, it's a good yeah. life lesson. Right. And I think he's faithful. Right. Mm -hmm. He's faithful. He shows his faithfulness in, you know, big ways, small ways. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that helps us remain faithful. But I, I, it's a choice, you know, mm-hmm. like you said. Dis- and then discipline. Dis- of discipline of walking. walking. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep walking with him. Keep seeking him. Keep listening. Keep waiting. Keep whatever. But don't stop moving. Yeah. Right? Right. Keep being faithful in the things that you can be faithful in. Right. You know, I think that's what, like you said, that's the journey mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Right. Keep growing. Keep moving. Keep being faithful. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you for sharing that testimony. You're um, welcome. Like I said, I love hearing kind of how God's just moving, mm-hmm. you know. Um, people probably know that I'm eh, mostly an open book for the <laughs> most part. Um so I appreciate when other people are willing to, you know, just kind of let that out too. Like just Absolutely. be, just be real, real. you know, mm-hmm. too. not pretend like I'm always on a mountaintop. Absolutely. Sometimes we are in the valley and it's not like an awful valley of death kind of valley, but sometimes we're at that midpoint mm-hmm. where it's just trudging on every day mm-hmm. and there's value and there's, those are just as faithful steps as the steps that are in the death valley mm-hmm. that are in the highest mountaintop. Sure. Right. Those mm-hmm. steps are no less valuable in the journey. Yes. So I appreciate that, that you're willing to say like, you, you know, obviously could be on the mountaintop, but it could be in. Yes. I could be in death valley mm-hmm. in some way, not necessarily really. But. <laughs> right. Not necessarily literally. Not literally. Yes. <laughs> but you could be. But you could be that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. Sure. All right, we are going to jump back into the scripture. Today is a longer reading, um, so I will try to read that efficiently. Okay. How about that? Um, John 20, verse 10 through 29. All right, it says, Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. 
So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. All right, so that was a long section. It's a long section. I feel like, you know, could have been broken up into a couple different things. So let's see what we got as we pull this together. Mm-hmm. There's a lot <laughs> to here. To talk about, there's a lot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we probably aren't going to get to all of it. What stood out to you initially? Um, so again, Jesus showing up to Mary, uh, Magdalene, uh, the disciples, and then Thomas. Um, again, like the whole showing up to Mary and Mary, I partly think, I don't know. This is, again, a bit confusing as far as timeline goes, just the way it's written. Because mm-hmm. um, it seems like people leave and then they come back. Or did they not leave? Mm-hmm. Like the story at the beginning of this about Mary, was that was that actually more like a flashback of like the details of what happened? Or did she actually stay? I So there's a bit of confusion in my head as to how that all works. Um, I have read and apparently John is one of the most chronological okay. writers. Um, in the Gospels as to how things happened. Mm -hmm. Not always the most extensive in all of the stuff, but most chronological. So I feel like when he's writing, it must have been. Okay. That they ran away, but then they came back. So again, I'm trying to put myself in the setting of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of throws me sometimes when I try to like think too deeply about it. Sure. Um, But I just, I guess I love how that, like again, Mary is... Clearly mourning, you know, like we had Friday, Jesus died, sadness. Then you have Saturday, which we hear nothing about Saturday, uh, probably because it was the Sabbath aspect, right? So they're not really doing anything anyway. They can't because mm-hmm. it's the Sabbath, um, probably because they're all hiding and mourning. But then we get to the resurrected tomb mm-hmm. and she's still, she's still stuck in this mourning. Peter and John obviously got to that point where, like once they saw, they believed they like mm-hmm. it was exciting. Um, and here Mary is still, still crying, still mourning. Probably the reason why she can't figure out that it's actually Jesus that she's talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's got the blurry eyes from weeping and crying all this time. Um, but that when she hears her name, mm-hmm. is when it just clicks with her, mm-hmm. like. It's Jesus. Right. He's alive. Like, he's here. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of see that shift in her. Yep. From, like, just mourning to joy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that, that that's somewhat the experience you have when you, when you realize the real Jesus. Sure. Right? When you encounter mm. and when it becomes clear. Like, he makes himself clear. Clearly. Right. right. Um, and so in this, like, I just feel like it just kind of reminded me of like my own, the, my own times in life where I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. 
like, I, yeah, I, lo- I love that it brought me to that point, those times yes. where I was like, oh my gosh, Jesus, you're here. Right. Like, I'm so excited. Yes. You know? um, it was a great reminder for me that he reveals himself to us. Yeah. And there's times that he doesn't, that he's, yeah. that the quiet and the waiting and the, um, that he, we don't see him clearly and then yeah. he chooses to show himself and then it is followed with such joy certainly right. when we can see him clearly and that's what she expresses as well but he yeah. revealed himself to her right mm-hmm. right um and i noticed that too as you say that like that's the aspect of with thomas mm-hmm. right like he said thomas mm-hmm. come right like invites him to mm-hmm. put your hands in my hands like He's inviting. He's initiating it. Mm-hmm. I would imagine when Jesus showed up for Thomas at that moment, right? It must have been like, oh, shoot. <laughs> well, it's always life-changing when you encounter Jesus. Right. So there's that. <laughs> right. But then you also know, right? Like, if this is Jesus, right? And mm-hmm. now he's fully proven it to them. If he hadn't made it pretty clear along the way, you know, they might have been questioning it. But now that he's risen, mm-hmm. I think there's no doubt realistically as far as whether or not he's the Messiah mm-hmm. based on the fact that he's risen. Sure. Um, well, they would all have known the prophecies that were foretold as well. Right. And that this was fulfilling of those. Right. As well. So at that moment, you're like, well, wait a minute. Just a week prior, I missed the event where Jesus showed up. Mm-hmm. And I said, I will not believe. Mm. It wasn't just a... I don't think y'all are telling the truth, but it was a declaration of, I will not believe Hmm. until I see. Mm -hmm. And so then here Jesus shows up Mm -hmm. and you're there and Mm -hmm. he's like, Thomas, come here. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, to me, that would have been that moment where I'm like, oh, shoot. (laughs) He knew my thoughts. He heard my words Mm. just a week ago. But also out of his great love, I think... Wow, what grace yeah. that he has, that he would be that patient mm-hmm. and kind. Um, there's also part of me that doesn't think that Thomas is being stubborn in a bad way or like that he didn't doubt as much as he wanted to be sure. Yeah. I think about it from an apologist's perspective. Right. Where they want evidence. Show me the evidence. Yep. And he wanted to be sure he wanted the evidence and how Jesus was so full of grace to understand that and to give him that and what a gift um, for him in that moment. And I think about that in terms of the Christmas season, like we talked about before right. too, right? Yeah. Like what a gift that he, God gave us his son to show us that demonstration of love, to give us the evidence, if right. you will, of scriptures fulfilled and prophecies and things. So yeah, um, yeah interesting to think about it like you said as thomas from thomas's perspective but also looking at um all the different angles i guess right well and that's what i i was reading some commentaries and i just it, it did bring that to attention right like so here's thomas we call him doubting thomas is really not very kind mm-hmm. um and realistically he wasn't necessarily doubting mm-hmm. as much as he was saying i won't believe it like mm-hmm. you can tell me all day long Show I'm me. not going to believe you until right. you show me. Right. Um, but it, to me, it demonstrates the sovereignty of God. Because here's the deal. We know God wrote these words. Mm-hmm. This is all his orchestration. Mm-hmm. 
So to think of his sovereignty, he knew he would need, Mm -hmm. Jesus would need some sort of concrete evidence. Mm -hmm. Yes. And here you have, again, there's so many people in the Bible, but who doubt, who don't believe, who have a different, like an atheistic background or a different, you Mm -hmm. know, religion background. And they come to know Jesus Mm -hmm. and they go on and they spread the gospel like wildfire. Yep. But I think like how cool it is that God knew. Yeah. Like this whole book would be discredited. Right. If there was absolutely no evidence. Right. And no eyewitness testimonies and none of these things. And I think when you listen to apologists, Mm -hmm. they will just flat out tell you like there aren't even legitimate scholars, secular scholars Mm -hmm. who will deny. Right. Large portions of the Bible. Absolutely. Like, they absolutely believe that this is a historical book. There's so much evidence. And not, yeah, other evidence that backs yeah. that up. Absolutely. Like secular yes. books, all kinds of things. Throughout so history. That's why any legitimate denier of the Bible, for instance, mm-hmm. um, is really not a legitimate denier. They haven't done all the research because mm-hmm. there's plenty of people who have and have said there's so much evidence. Right. That this is largely true now they have maybe disagreements on whether or not jesus was the messiah whether or not he necessarily resurrected or something else may have happened but like that's here so if you believe the words of the bible mm-hmm. which are you say this is true yeah then you have to believe that god actually put this in here so that there could be no doubt right. so that a thomas couldn't continue to exist when the evidence is put right in front of him right you and know? so many historical documents that exist that prove that these words are true yeah that were written by entirely different people in entirely different places um, without yeah. comparing records that it's that ex- that's exciting to me yeah. that God knew there was a Thomas in all of us that need evidence and some more right. than others I think mm-hmm. some people need that more than others but when you genuinely go looking for the evidence of the person of Jesus, it's undeniable. And I mean, I think of the case of Christ is the classic Lee Strobel story of a guy who set out to disprove, but so many others, yeah, so many others. And um, there's a lot of great apologists these days that offer that and help strengthen faith by explaining all of that, which is really important work. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and yeah, so, so I think that like that was just kind of what struck me. Um, and I think as I mentioned before, like for me with testimonies, right? Like I love the real honest mm-hmm. um, individual, the mm-hmm. one who's willing to just kind of lay it out there, like yes. not try to hide and pretend to be something else. And I see that in Thomas, mm-hmm. right? Like he was flat out honest with them. He wasn't yes. trying to pretend to be anything other than... Like, yes, great. You all saw it, but I'm not, I'm not going to believe it just because you guys say it happened. Like Mm -hmm. I want my evidence. I want my proof. I want. Yeah. But again, like to me, that's a testimony to the sovereignty of God, like how he was a part of that. Mm -hmm. He knew the Bible would need Mm -hmm. a story of Thomas. I do think to go forward for generations. Yes. I do think it's interesting how he gets this. Um, classification as a doubter and that it's made a negative when yeah. I don't necessarily think that was the case. No, I, I think I would agree with you. And I think um, 
Yeah, I mean, he was obviously questioning. But again, I don't know that he was necessarily doubting, but he was pretty clearly saying, until you prove it, I'm not going to believe it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think probably most of us know people who say, until you prove it, I'm not going to believe it. Right. Um, now, there's plenty of proof, plenty of evidence. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to believe it either. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but if you genuinely want to see Jesus, that's right. where I think there's a, a, a thread of consistency this week. And what I kind of continued to get was his l great grace and love for us that he would show himself to us. Mm -hmm. And this is evidence of that then. And I think he still does that now yeah. as we continue to seek him and ask him for himself to be known. You're right. He knows that there are people that need that, but I think we all need it to a certain extent. Like, right. where are you, Lord? Where are you in this situation? Mm -hmm. Or um, he just knows we need to see his work, at, his hand at work or his, hear his voice or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for his goodness to us in that way to make right. himself known. Right. Yeah. And you think like how often do we continue in our teary eyed like Mary, hmm. you know, like with our, our, Foggy. Mm -hmm. Morning. Morning eyes, <laughs> right? Um, Self-pity or whatever it may be, right? We just have this glossed over eyes that we can't see clearly. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, I feel like that Jesus cleared up her eyes pretty quickly mm -hmm. just by speaking her name. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, because yep. she had seen him. It said she saw him. Right. But didn't realize it was him. Mm -hmm. So it's not like she couldn't see, but she couldn't see fully. Mm-hmm. But it was when he spoke her name mm -hmm. that that connected with her directly. But I I didn't look into this. But I think that actually has something very strongly tied to when he called her out um, and called demons out. Mm -hmm. Originally. He spoke her name. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of this connection mm -hmm. that Jesus and Mary had initially and probably continued. And I think that too is, it's kind of a cool way to think of it. Like however God interacts with you and brings you to mm -hmm. him. Yeah. It's like your love language, right? Like he knows, yep. he knows what's going to bring you to him. Mm -hmm. And then he knows what will sustain you through. Hmm. Right. And so I think he does probably pursue us in the same ways. Sure. Um, that we first encounter him. Makes a lot um, of sense. So I don't know. I just, I just wonder, because I feel like there was that moment where he did call Mary by her name. Um, and that was impactful at that point. Right. Because she knew, he knew her. Yeah. Saw her. Very personal. Mm -hmm. Again, which was a big deal in that time and place. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else that you had besides the... Doubting Thomas part of it. I think that was probably the bigger part of it. Oh, just Same an observation way. that he said three times in this section, peace be with you. Mm -hmm. So there's something there. Was it that he was calming their fears or what was it that he wanted them to, that he wanted to be known because he was speaking at that point? Mm -hmm. um, it's just something that stuck out to me. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, like, is he... I mean, clearly they were fearful. They mm -hmm. had locked doors right, in all their meetings. Um, so I think they were very afraid right. of what was going to happen to them because of what happened to Jesus. Um, so I think there is certainly that element of like he's trying to calm their fears. But you're right. Like, is he, peace be with you, is he, is he even speaking his, his character mm -hmm. 
into that spot. Like, I am peace. Right. And now I'm with you. I'm showing you myself and I'm bringing my peace. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, that too. Like, sometimes that just like blows my mind how that one phrase could be used in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And it probably was intended to be that way. Right. Like, which is what blows my mind because I use a phrase... And I really literally only have one intended meaning. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I'm when not you, capable of more. What is amazing as a trained English teacher, I love that the Bible is full of figurative language in oh. those ways. And it's so much deeper yeah. than what we can fully understand and see and know um, right. initially. You know, I think that's exciting. Yes. Interesting. A trained English teacher. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> in case anybody didn't know, I guess. I didn't know that it was an English teacher, that that was your... English and PE. Right. Super random. Those yeah. are two random, yes. Um, which explains your love for the word and words and reading. Maybe. I love probably. it. Probably. I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've probably exhausted it, even though there was a lot to catch in that. I'm sure you all caught um, different things as there were kind of different sections there. But um, I guess I just pray that today you will focus on a, I think, where's your testimony today? You know, like what's something God's doing in your life today? Think about that intentionally today. Um, Cause you never know when somebody might ask you mm. like, Hey, how's life going? Or how's God working in your life. Um, and you always want to have an answer for that. So uh, think about that. And then um, maybe also where you see yourself in this story as, you know, which of the characters in these stories. Um, I always think it's fun to think of myself as who would I have been? You know, would I have been Mary? Would I have been Peter or John or whatever? So think about those things today. Uh, Have a great Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.